Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is the Football News and Knowledge Podcast. I am your host, Joshua Bell, and in today's episode, we are going to be doing another recap of the preseason predictions for the NFL season. As I've said before, I'd like to keep myself honest. If I'm wrong about teams, I want you guys to know about it, and I want you to know where I was right on teams as well, mainly so that way you guys know I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. So, with that being said, before we get into that, we are going to talk a little bit about the Patriots-Bills game. Uh, I had predicted in the national game predictions rankings that came down to a teat. It was the perfect prediction. Once I saw that it was like snowing, that the wind was going to be bad... I literally was saying, I was talking to my girlfriend, and I said to myself, and to her, the Patriots are guaranteed to win this game now. There's not a chance the Bills win. And the reason is, if it's snowing, if it's windy, which granted, it did not snow during the game, but it was snowing before the game. If it's snowing, if it's windy, what does that usually mean for NFL football? usually means you aren't going to be able to pass the ball too well. Especially with wind. Now, nothing against the Bills, but they don't have a run attack outside of Josh Allen. Josh Allen is the only person who I view as a true threat in the running game for the Bills' offense. And Josh Allen's not going to be able to run the ball all the time as just like a running back would. Meanwhile, the Patriots have a plethora of very average to above average running backs or even good running backs. Stevens, the Stevenson kid, Harris, both very good running backs for the Patriots. And right when I saw that, it was this. I, I've changed my score prediction on the national ranking boards. And I predicted 14 to 10 as the score with the Patriots winning. What was the score? 14 10 Patriots. Now, what I will say is I should have probably tweeted about it so that way anyone who may follow the Twitter page can know. But this was so last second. This was like 10 minutes before the game started. There wasn't going to be a chance that even if anyone had been uh, placed a bet on the Patriots, I can guarantee you guys do not wait until the final five minutes to place that bet. So, I do not feel as bad about changing my prediction from the Friday episode. But, looking at that game, I'm going to say this. That is the one game where the Patriots probably would have done better with Cam Newton at quarterback than Mac Jones. And it's because, quite frankly, anyone could have played quarterback for the Patriots and won that game for them. Mac Jones had two completions on three attempts, and I I can't remember how many yards it is. I'm going to search it up right now. But needless to say, he didn't go over 50 yards. I don't think he even went over 20 yards, if I recall correctly. Um, yeah, nine, two completions, 19 yards, 
uh, on three pass attempts. I think Brian Hoyer, Hoyer could have stepped in and easily done the same thing. Uh, now, this is where I'm going to talk a little bit about the Patriots and why they... And I, I, I was wrong about them in the preseason. And I, as you'll learn about later when I do the recap, the Patriots right now are probably the best team in the AFC. Because everyone's scared and fans will say how great Mac Jones is and everything. Which, first of all, yeah, he's good. He's he's really looks like Tom Brady from 2002. Uh, in that the Patriots look like just the Patriots from 2002 in general. But the key thing about the Patriots is that not is not Mac Jones. It's the fact that they are a scary team without Mac Jones. I mean, like I just said, they didn't need Mac Jones on Monday. They didn't. They could have had Brian Hoyer in at quarterback, and they still would have won. They could have had anyone in at quarterback. They could have had you or me in at quarterback. As long as we can hand off that ball and throw a football a reasonable distance... Anyone could have stepped in for Mac Jones and won the game. And that's what makes the Patriots so damn dangerous in the AFC. It's because even without Mac Jones, they're a dangerous football team. Now, I haven't watched the game film for this game yet. It's coming up in like two games for me. But the Bills knew the Patriots were going to run the ball the entire time. Still, Damian Harris had 10 rushes on 111 uh, carries. Now, granted, one of those carries was a 64-yard rush, which means that his real average should not be 11.1 yards per carry. The fact that you have a long run, I think that skews everything. And quite frankly, I'm sure that the... Once I watch the film, it's going to show that Damian Harris's stats were completely skewed by it. Stevenson had 78 yards. Bolden had 28. Uh, Nelson Aguilar had a one, or one carry for six yards. Bourne had one for three. Janu Smith had one for negative one yards. And Mac Jones had five attempts for negative three yards. Now... Looking at that, all that, you have got to say, wow, they can run the ball even when the teams know that they're going to run the ball. Now, with them being able to do that, and the Bills, who everyone considers the Bills to have a, a pretty damn good defense, that they weren't able to stop the Patriots and hold them, you got to think about when Mac Jones is in there. Because I'm not saying that Mac Jones is some chump. He he definitely, if it was not windy, I think it would have been a very interesting game. It would have made it harder to predict. I was still probably taking the Patriots. But the Patriots are one of the most complete teams in the AFC. I think that one of the only things that really scares me for the Patriots is their lack of receiving threats. And for those people who will say, oh, well, they have Hunter Henry and 
Janu Smith. Yeah, they're tight ends. They're fucking tight ends. They're not big name wide receivers. Janu Smith and Hunter Henry are neither of them are like Justin Jefferson or Debo Samuel, Cooper Cup. No, none of those big name wide receivers. They don't have a Devonte Adams on their team, which scares me because you know if a team is able to stop them and like hold them and say get a touchdown or ten point lead. I don't know if the Patriots will be able to come back from that. Mainly because they don't have they have lack of weapons for Mac Jones to work with. So with that, I, I it does concern me for the Patriots, but as of right now, their defense is they have a stout defense, they have a great offense, great running attack. Mac Jones does all the little things right. He does some of the big things. For the offense. They got a good team. They got the 2002 Patriots right now. Now hopefully that will translate to the playoffs. In 2021. Or 2022 I should say. But. As of right now. They're a pretty sound team. And they definitely should fear be feared by a lot of AFC contenders. Because I can say that no one thought that the Patriots were going to be the one seed after 13 weeks of the NFL football season. People would have said the Chiefs, the Bills, the Browns. No one would have said the, uh, maybe some people would say the Chargers, but no one would say the Patriots. Some may have said that the Patriots would be may competing for a playoff spot. I didn't think they would be. I was wrong on that, but some people would have said that. No one would have been saying that they're the number one seed this year after 13 weeks and looking like the best team in the AFC. No one would have said that. Even with how Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels passed and everything, no one would have said that because of how good Patrick Mahomes looked the past couple of years. Justin Herbert looked last year, you know, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, and the Browns, and all their acquisitions. No one would have said that the Patriots were going to be the number one seed after 13 weeks. But, I mean, we, we got to see where it lands. Now, we are going to take a quick break. When we return, we will be recapping the predictions from the beginning of the season, where I was right, where I was wrong, and... Then we'll be doing the Thursday night football game prediction between the Steelers and the Minnesota Vikings uh, when we return after this. Welcome back to the Football News and Knowledge Podcast. I am your host, Joshua Bell. And before we even start this segment, I'm not sure if I got the opportunity to say this in the beginning of the episode, I am sorry if I'm hard at hearing or if I'm going to be sniffling at all in the mic or if I just sound odd at the moment. I am sick. I've been sick for the past two days. It's not Rona, uh, but yeah, just know that I'm sorry if you're dealing with how annoying I sound at the moment. Uh, maybe you think I sound the same and you're saying you always sound annoying, which 
in that case, I'm still happy you're here and that you're listening, and thank you for dealing with me. But we're going to start it off with the Arizona Cardinals. I had the Cardinals after 13 weeks. Remember, their bye week was week 12. I had them starting off the season 6-6. Six and six. As we know, they are 10-2, and two, leading the NFC, which... Yes, I was wrong about the Cardinals. I'm going to admit that. But at the same time, as I just explained to someone over the phone, I do not believe that they are true Super Bowl contenders yet. I do not think that they have the weapons to combat, the right weapons to combat the things that, say, the Packers do very well or the Buccaneers do. And I know they beat the Buccaneers, but that was earlier in the season. The Cardinals have lost players due to injury. Same thing with the Buccaneers, but Buccaneers players are coming back. And I'm not sure if the Cardinals are going to be able to be true competitors. Adding to that, while the Cowboys have struggled the past couple weeks, they are not healthy at all. When they get healthy, if they return to full health, I could, I'm probably going to end up putting them back in as my Super Bowl favorite. For the NFC. Otherwise it's the Packers. The only thing that scares me with the Packers right now. Is the fact that. Mason Crosby's been so. Inaccurate. This season. That I could see. If the Packers are say playing. The Buccaneers in. The NFC championship game. It would probably be in Lambeau. And you know. I could see Mason Crosby. Missing. A field goal a game-winning field goal or, you know, missing an extra point in a crucial moment where it may make a three-point game and now all of a sudden the next time the Packers are going downfield, they have to go for the end zone and they're stopped by the Buccaneers' defense. But that's more for, like, when when we were talking about the Packers, Buccaneers, Cowboys. So as of right now, where I was wrong was... I was definitely say I was wrong with the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Then looking at the Atlanta Falcons, the Atlanta Falcons I had at six and six for the first thirteen weeks, and what they are right now is five and seven. So while I was off, not too bad. I'm saying that I was more correct than not on this one. Uh, definitely more on than the Arizona Cardinals and the one game where I thought the Falcons would be able to win it I believe let's see here I thought the Falcons would beat the the uh the Eagles in the beginning of the season so other than that I had the Falcons going win week one win loss week two win three lost four, win five, bye week in week six, lost seven, win eight, win nine, lost 10, lost 11, win 12, lost 13, and how they've gone is lost week one, lost week two, win week three, lost week four, win week five, uh, week seven, I thought they would lose they won. Week 8, I thought they'd win. They lost. Week 9, I said that they'd win. 
they did. Week 10 and 11, I said that they'd lose, and they did. And then week 12, I said that they'd beat the Jaguars, and then they'd lose week 13 to the Buccaneers. I've been pretty accurate with the Falcons thus far this season. We'll see where I finish the end of the year with all these teams, of course. Next time I do one of these will be at the end of the season when the teams are in the playoffs. Since I did not, my preseason predictions, it wasn't, hey, this is who I had winning the Super Bowl and winning the playoffs. This is just to make it to the playoffs predictions. So thus far, I'd say I'm pretty accurate on the Falcons. Then looking at the Baltimore Ravens, the Ravens are eight and four, and I had them going eight and four. Uh, the let's see if I got any games actually wrong on this. Just to start, I can see that I did. I had them winning week one, losing week two. They lost week one, won week two. I had them losing week six. They beat the Chargers in week six. Six. I had them losing week seven. Oh, wait, no, I had them winning week seven. They lost week seven. And then week 10, I had them losing. They did. And week 13, I had them winning. And they lost. I had them losing to the Browns on week 12. They beat the Browns. So, not, not the correct game predictions for the beginning of the season, but of course injuries are going to adjust that uh, throughout the year. As of right now, I'm just happy that I have their record correct thus far. If it continues that way, I have them, and with my correctness of preseason predictions, it would be that they finish 10-7 and seven for the season. Then, looking ahead at the Buffalo Bills. The Bills, I had starting the season 9 and 3 they are 7 and 5 so i'm a little off on them the major games that i had them winning was this past week uh i had them losing week 11 which was against the colts i did not see them losing to the jaguars that's a game where I definitely, and no one saw them be losing to the Jaguars. So, little off on them. Again, we won't really know if how accurate I was until the end of the season and which teams I was truly wrong on and truly right on. The Cardinals, of course, we already know I was wrong on, but we won't know how wrong I was until the end of the season. Looking ahead to the Panthers. The Panthers, I had starting the season five and seven, and they are five and seven. So as of right now, I've been pretty much dead accurate with them. Uh, swipe it to the page where I have all their stuff. I had them starting off three and zero. I had them losing week four. So first four games I had correctly. I had them winning week five, then losing week six, then winning week seven, which. The Panthers started off 3-0, went 0-4 after that, so I was a little off on that. Um, I did not have them beating the Falcons in Week 8. They did. I had them losing from Week 8 to until Week 14, really. So, 
little off with the game predictions, of course, but thus far for the season, I've been pretty accurate with it. Of course, them getting Cam Newton definitely adjusts a lot of my predictions. And same thing with, like, the Patriots. I had the Patriots not doing good this season. I also did have Cam Newton being on the team for the entire year and being their quarterback for the majority of the year. So that definitely affects some of these predictions, some things I just can't account for. Um, that being said, if the predictions continue on this road, the Panthers will finish the season 6-11 and if it goes the way I think it could go. Looking ahead to the Chicago Bears. The Bears I had starting the season five and seven. They are four and eight. So again, not that far off. Uh, I could potentially see them finishing the season with the record that I had them finishing at. I, it, it's unlikely, but I had them finishing eight and nine for the season in the beginning. Do I see it really happening uh, with? The teams they still have to face, they have to face the Packers, the Vikings, the Seahawks, the Giants, the Vikings again. Uh, I could see them maybe stealing a game from the Vikings. I don't see them being the Packers. I could see them potentially beating Seattle, but even that's kind of hard now that Russell Wilson's kind of performing better after his injury. The Giants, uh, you know, I, I could see them potentially winning. They're in Chicago for that game. I'd say that if they finished the season with six wins, I would say that wouldn't be a terrible predicted season on my end. It wouldn't be great, but it wouldn't be bad. The next team that I predict for the predictions is the Cincinnati Bengals, and to start the season, I had the Cincinnati Bengals going 5-7. and seven. They are 7-5, and five, so, and, I, and I'm actually going to say I was dead wrong on this, even though I'm only two games off. I would say that the Bengals, I watched the film from the Bengals-Chargers game. I could have, if the Bengals weren't having as many drops that they were having, and just like, mess ups added that Joe Burrow's finger I could have seen the Bengals actually winning that game the film don't lie and the Bengals at times looked like the better team uh so I'm gonna actually say that I was like dead wrong on the Bengals mainly because I do see them as a potential playoff team or a you know a high playoff seating potentially and they proved me wrong, so congrats to the Bengals on that. Looking at the Browns, the Browns, all right, the Browns, I can nearly guarantee, before I even look at the records, I was probably dead wrong on. And yes, the Browns are 6-6 six and six right now. I had them at 9-3, and three, but I will say this, again, injuries happen. Can't account for as many injuries and as many key positions. I cannot account for OBJ leaving, which I know certain people will say, well, OBJ didn't fit in the scheme. Well, OBJ still helped. Even though he didn't get the ball, he was still definitely a good distraction piece for the Browns. He took coverage away from other receivers. And 
that, you know, while he didn't get the ball, he definitely still helped the Browns. So I would say that I am dead wrong on that. But again, I definitely don't think that the Browns, well, the Browns won't actually end up uh, making it to the, or there's no way that they're going to get to my prediction ranking that I had from the beginning of the season because I had them going 13 and four. But, you know, I I still could see them maybe making the playoffs. If they don't, I can maybe see Kevin Stefanski leaving, um, not being signed or re-signed or, you know, just looking for a new head coaching job because I feel like it's a big letdown with how much talent that they have on their team. And I would say that for, like I said in the past, Browns fans, you cannot say, oh, we should get rid of Baker. I've already said it once. I'm going to say it again. If you want to get rid of Baker, add him to that long jersey of names. Go ahead and do it. Do it. If you guys want to go back to a dysfunctional franchise, that's fine. I would still give him one more year before you say that he is no good for the Browns. And adding to that, who are you going to go and get? Are you, are you, I mean, if you can get Russell Wilson or one of the higher-end quarterbacks, potentially in free agency, you know, like Aaron Rodgers, once Aaron Rodgers leaves the Packers, because I still think that Rodgers will leave the Packers, then by all means, go get him. But definitely don't go draft a quarterback. None of these quarterbacks look like highly touted quarterbacks coming into the NFL this next year. I would just wait it out with Baker for at least one more year and see where it goes. We're going to take a short break. When we return, we will continue with the recap. Welcome back. We are going to get right back into the recapping from the preseason predictions and starting off with the next team being the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys, I was I already know it before even checking out what the predictions were or what the game was or the predictions from the beginning of the season were. I can already guarantee I was dead wrong because I know I had them finishing last in the NFC East. I think I had them finishing six and eleven for the season, as a matter of fact. Yes, I did have them finishing six and eleven for the season. They're already eight and four. Uh halfway to this or to this point, I had them at four and eight. So I am gonna say I was dead wrong. Again, this kind of fell into the line of, hey, I wasn't sure about how Dak was gonna perform with coming off his injury. Amari Cooper was injured coming into the season. No one really knew how good this offense or defense was going to be. I had faith in Dan Quinn, but that's about it. And at the same time, while having faith in him, I was also very skeptical of him because I've, as a Falcons fan, I've seen a lot of Dan Quinn. He runs the old Seattle uh, defensive scheme that everyone knows how to beat. So... It did scare me for the Cowboys. So I will say that I was dead wrong about the Cowboys. 
Then looking ahead to the next team, the Denver Broncos. They are 6-6 six and six on the season, and I had them going to this point. Let's see, where are you? Denver Broncos. I had them going 5-7, and seven, so not completely off, not completely perfect. I had them winning their first three games, losing weeks 4 through 5, winning week 6, losing 7 through 9, winning week 10, by week, week 11, losing the week 12 and week 13. In reality, they won their first three games. That's true. They then proceeded to losing week 4 through week 7. They won week 8 and week 9. They lost week 10. They won week 12. And they lost week 13. The Broncos, it, I, I still don't think that they're true playoff contenders. I'm sorry, Broncos fans. Uh, I had them going the season 7-10. and 10. I'm just going to add one more number onto that. I'm going to say that they go 8-9. and nine. I'll give you guys one more win for the season, but that's it. The Detroit Lions, I had starting the season 2-10. and 10. They are 1-9-1, and one, and I will say that if not for the amount of injuries on the Steelers or in the Steelers game, for Pittsburgh, I think the the I, I'm I'm actually gonna would say that I'd be wrong about the the Detroit Lions. Not dead wrong, but like just one game off. Uh, the Lions. I had the two games I had them winning were Week Eight against the Philadelphia Eagles. I thought it'd be a close game. Uh, ever since the Lions and Eagles played, I think it was back in 2019? I think it was week 3, 2019. And I just remember I had bet and made add them to a parlay that the Eagles would win. And they didn't. And ever since then, the Eagles kind of scarred me. So I thought that the Eagles would lose that game. To the Lions, they didn't. They destroyed the Lions. So, other than that, though, I've, I've been pretty accurate with the Lions. If all goes well, then they will finish 1-14-1. and Because I don't think they're going to get a second win. I mean, week... I actually did have week 13 that, that they would win week 13 uh, in my sheet. I had them winning week 8 and week 13. They won one of those games. They lost the other. Now taking a look at the next team, the Green Bay Packers. The Packers I had starting the season 7-5. and five. They are 9-3. and three. I had them losing week 3, week 6, and week 9, week 11, and week 12. Um, wait, let's see here. Wait a sec. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. One, two. Week three, week six, 
week 9, week 11, week 12. Okay, I just had a brain fart. I was like, that's an, I only counted four right there. But sorry about that. Uh, either way, the only games that they have lost were against the Saints week one, the Chiefs week nine, in large part due to Rodgers not playing, and week 11 to the Vikings. I am going to say that I, I'm not going to completely say I was dead wrong. Because I did say that they would lose to the Vikings and to the Chiefs. But I will say I was more wrong than I thought I would be about the Packers. We'll see where the season ends. I have them finishing the season 12-5. and five. Uh, I could definitely see them passing that. Um, I could definitely see them being the Bears. Uh, Baltimore, that'll be a harder game. Cleveland could be a harder game. I think that they'll be able to beat the Vikings this time, and I think that they'll probably end, I think they'll probably actually end up uh, finishing with the record better than twelve and five, based on how things are looking for the season. Looking ahead to the next game or the next team, the Houston Texans. The Texans, I had starting the season two and ten, and they are two and ten. I had them winning week one, and I had them winning week 12. In reality, they won week one against the Jaguars, and they won week 11 against the Titans. They lost to the Jets. That's the only thing I got wrong thus far. If all goes as planned and they finish with the same predicted record that I had them at, they will finish the season at 2-15. and 15. Um, definitely could see it happening. I don't see them beating the Jaguars again. I don't see them being the Seahawks this weekend as of right now. The Chargers, I don't see them being the 49ers or Titans. They could potentially win another game against the Titans, but I think it's more unlikely that they won't. Or more likely that they won't. Looking at the next team, the... Indianapolis Colts. I had the Colts starting the season eight and five. They are seven and six. And you know, I, I had the Colts as my dark horse team for the Super Bowl. I had Carson Wentz as a dark horse for the MVP and being a borderline top five or top three or yeah, no top five quarterback. And while many people will say, oh, you know, Carson Wentz hasn't been uh, good or whatever, he definitely has not been bad. Um, I'm going to pull up his stats right now from the season thus far. Uh, I know that against the Buccaneers, he had two interceptions. And if I recall correctly, both of those interceptions were not his fault. They were tipped ball interceptions. And I would not put those on him. He, this far or thus far this season, he has 22 touchdowns, five interceptions, and I would say that he's definitely performed better. I wouldn't say he's going to be a top, considered as a top five quarterback anymore. I'll still stick with it that he could potentially be, especially with looking at the end of the season. If he performs well, like good against the Patriots. 
Like he he has a hard stretch, but like if he performs well against these teams, I definitely think people would say, "Wow, look at him!" Like if he ends up having three touchdowns against the Patriots and the Cardinals, people are gonna not bat an eye towards uh Carson Wentz anymore. They're gonna say, "Wow, he he's definitely back." Like he looks like the Carson Wentz of 2016 or 2017. I'm sorry. Uh, either way, he, he definitely has the opportunity to finish out the season strong. The Colts still have a chance to make the playoffs. Uh, as of right now, I mean, they I have them finishing 11 and 6 for the season. I do think that they could potentially beat the Patriots week 15. Uh, looking at the game, let's see here. Week 16 in Arizona. It's going to be a hard game. I could see them potentially winning it, though. I could see them being the Raiders, and I definitely see them beating the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with it. I think that the... I could see the Colts finishing out the season, actually, 11-6. and six. Now watch, I'm going to say that, and they're going to end up finishing the season uh, 7-10. and 10, But, no, in all reality, I, I think that they could definitely finish out the season strong and still make the playoffs. So I'm going to say that I was not too far off on them. Then, looking at the Jaguars, I had the Jaguars starting the season 2-10. and 10, And, what do you know, they are 2-10. and 10. Uh, I feel like that was not hard to predict. I did see them winning different games, though. I had them winning week 11 and week 12, both against the San Francisco 49ers and the Atlanta Falcons in this game. And then in reality, they beat the Miami Dolphins week 6. And the Buffalo Bills in week nine. Two games that I was shocked about, as I'm sure many people were as well. Then looking ahead to the next team, but I'm just saying if the if the Jaguars finish out the season the way that my predictions went, because I did have them starting off the season two and ten, they will finish the season five and twelve. They will win week 14 at Tennessee, week 15 versus the Texans, and week 16 at New York versus the Jets, which, based on how Tennessee's played lately, I don't think anyone can say, oh, yeah, the Tennessee's going to destroy the Jags. I don't think anyone will say that. So it's definitely possible. Then looking at the Chiefs, though. The Chiefs, I had the se- starting the season 10-2, and two, and needless to say, they definitely scared a lot of fans, football fans, in the beginning and even midway through the season thus far with how poorly they were performing and how much they were shooting themselves in the foot. Uh, like I said, I had them going 10-2. They are 8-4, uh, kind of off. I do think that it's a little skewed. They should have won against Baltimore. Clyde edwards Lair's stupid fumble um, definitely cost them. I will also say three turnovers on three consecutive drives in the red zone against the Chargers 
creates it makes it very hard for a team to win uh if they even score a touchdown on one of those or just turn all those into field goals the chiefs win uh so I, i'm not gonna give myself or say be too hard on myself for the chiefs i'd say that more tending to be more accurate with the chiefs actually with that said, we are going to take a short break. When we return, we will kick it off with the LA Rams and their predictions for the first 13 weeks. When we return after this. We are halfway through with the recapping of the preseason predictions, and we are going to get right into it with the LA Rams. We had the or I had the Rams starting off the first 13 weeks 9 and 3 in reality they are 8 and 4 I wasn't too far off with them the games that I thought they would lose this season thus far would be week 3 week 5 and week 9 in reality they have won, er, lost week 4 week 9 week 10 and week 12 so, a little off, uh, I still think it's possible that they finish the season with the record that I had designated for them, which is 13-4. They face the Cardinals this week, followed by the Seahawks, then the Vikings, then Baltimore, and then San Francisco. The only games that concern me with that er, are Arizona and Baltimore, but the only game that's really concerning me as of right now is Baltimore, and for that reason, I could definitely see them potentially reaching that uh, record of 13-4. Now, do I think that they're true Super Bowl contenders? Not really, no. They scare me a lot in their prediction, or with how they performed, and even against the Jaguars this past week, yeah, they destroyed the Jaguars, but it's because Jaguars had self-inflicting wounds. And they could not protect uh, Trevor Lawrence at all. So, I they're, they're a scary team from the aspect of, I'm not sure how overwhelming they are. Then, looking ahead at the LA Chargers... The Chargers I had starting off the season seven and five, and guess what? They are seven and five. I had them pr pretty much. I mean, I I had them losing week one, week three, week five, week six, and week twelve. In reality, they lost week two, week six, week eight, week week ten, and week twelve. So, I, I'm right on the or on the aspect of the predicted record, not on the games. If they keep continue with my predictions, they will finish the season ten and seven. Looking at the end of their schedule, I definitely could see them being the Giants this week. The Chiefs game, I think they lose to the Chiefs. Uh, Texans, I think they win. And I could see them being the Broncos, but I could definitely also see them losing to the Raiders. I could see them losing to either the Raiders and beating the Broncos or losing to the 
to the Raiders, but or losing to the Broncos, but being the Raiders. So Chargers, I still think will finish ten and seven. Then looking at, <coughs> excuse me, the Raiders. I had the Raiders starting off the season five and seven. They are six and six. Um, Raiders have shocked me a little bit. Granted, the past you know five weeks, they have been very underwhelming. They've gone uh, four or oh, one and four, and yeah, their one win was a great win against the Dallas Cowboys. But the Dallas Cowboys were dealing with injuries and COVID results, so it's not as impressive as if they beat the Cowboys at full strength. Um, you know, I, I think that I was pretty accurate about this team thus far. And if it continues down the path, and again, there's certain things that I can't account for. I can't account for Henry Ruggs, uh, driving recklessly while under the influence of alcohol and John Gruden being fired. But if it all continues the way I think it will. Then week 14, they will lose. Week 15, they will lose. Week 16, they will win. Week 17, they will lose. And then week 18, they shall win again. Finishing out their record at 8-9 uh, at and nine instead of 7-10. and ten, Which I definitely think is possible now with how everything's going for them, and how they've looked the past couple weeks. Then, looking at the Miami Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins, I must say it, I was dead wrong about the Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins, I had starting off the season at 9-4, and four, and they are 6-7. and seven. Now, the one thing I will say is while I was wrong, I was saying this uh, in the beginning of the season, that... The Dolphins, with Tua Tagovailoa, they're they're ruining him by saying, "Oh, how like how all these rumors about them trading for Deshaun Watson and wanting Deshaun Watson, it's it's affecting him. It was it's clear and obvious. And what happens the week that uh, the trade deadline ends, Tua comes back, and while he's not tearing up the NFL, it's not like he's looking like a superstar, but he's looking like a good." consistent quarterback the past five weeks the Dolphins are 5-0 and and while I don't they still have a chance for the playoffs I will say that I wouldn't be shocked if they won week 15 I wouldn't be shocked if they won week 16 at New Orleans or week 17 at Tennessee now week 18 it's against the Patriots I don't think that they're going to win it but you know they're, they're at home in Miami the Dolphins have always given the Patriots fits in Miami. So them being six and seven, I have them going eleven and six. I know certain people are gonna hate this, but I could definitely see them finishing out the season eleven and six. And I know people will say, oh, there's no way that Tua is gonna lead the Dolphins on a you know a nine game or ten game win streak or no not nine game or yeah nine game win streak he there's no way he's gonna win nine 
through the final nine games of the season. Um, wait, I'm sorry. I there there's already no way I, I I'm just blanked. There's no way that they can finish with the 11 wins at the moment, but I could see them still finishing 10 and uh, seven. It's possible. I I definitely would say it's possible. And for Dolphins fans, I still think that you guys might have something in Tua. If he can stay healthy, I think he could be a very good quarterback for the co- or for the Dolphins. Maybe not as good as Tua or as uh, Deshaun Watson, but you're not gonna give up as much draft capital or anything to get. If you give up all that draft capital, I'm saying that there's no way you guys are gonna win a Super Bowl. I think you have a better chance right now, based on how Tua's looked, to win a Super Bowl with Tua than if you had Deshaun Watson. Because te- or the Dolphins can trade for, or not trade, draft players, they can sign players. If you trade for Deshaun Watson, you're taking on a huge cap hit, and you're trading away a lot of assets. It, it's it might not be the best decision. It might be better just to stick with Tua. And the one thing I'd like to say is, I know Logan Ryan came out this past week kind of taking a shot at Tua Tonga-Vailoa, saying how, oh, you know, I, I think anyone could go out and complete uh, passes like Tua when you're only throwing two-yard two yard passes or whatever. Hey, Logan, you don't like it? Stop it. It beat you. What you're saying is you can't stop a two-yard pass. Hmm. Yeah, you want to take a shot at a guy for throwing a two-yard pass. How about you stop the two-yard pass? He's doing whatever he has to do to win. And I'm not going to discredit someone for that. As my brothers used to always say, whenever we would play like ping pong or pool or foosball, if you don't like it, stop it. And, I mean, that's the truth. It's the honest truth. Tua threw 30 for 41 for 244 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and 104.1 passer rating. Guess what? He's getting the job done. He's getting the numbers. And he's looking good doing it. You can hate all you want, but you should hate on yourself for not being able to stop that two-yard pass, pass play. So... I'm just saying, I mean, I don't think any uh, listener right now could disagree with that. If you don't like it, stop it. People used to always give Tom Brady crap for throwing the check down and everything when he played with the Patriots and saying that he was a check down king. Well, guess what? Those check downs won him Super Bowls. I think any quarterback, if it meant them checking down the uh the pass every time they would win a Super Bowl out of it, they would do it. Logan Ryan, you were a part of Tom Brady's team when he was doing that. And guess what? I totally disagreed with that statement by Logan Ryan too because Tua still is throwing the ball downfield. Yes, he's not throwing it down every single time. He is taking a lot of checkdowns and it's because, you know what? He doesn't have a lot of time in that pocket. I don't blame a guy for not having time in the pocket. He's making the smart reads. I'm not going to give someone crap for that. And I don't think Logan Ryan should because, like I said, Logan, 
If you don't like the two-yard passes, stop it. Or you just that bad of a corner to where you can't stop a two-yard pass. Because you could say, oh, he's throwing the two-yard pass. But at the same time, what you also are saying is that you can't stop a two-yard pass. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And Giants fans, I hope that you agree with me on this. Because... Quite frankly, Logan Ryan should not be complaining because he wasn't able to stop that. If Daniel Jones threw two-yard passes every play and you guys won games with him, you guys would not be hating on him because you guys would be winning. With that being said, we are going to take a short break. When we return, we will finish up our, pre- or our preseason recap, starting off with the New York Jets all the way down to the Washington football team. When we return after this. Welcome back. This is the Football News and Knowledge Podcast. I am your host, Josh Waddell. And I realized that I completely skipped over a lot of teams thinking that I was already talking about the Giants because of Logan Ryan's statements. We are starting it off with the this part of the segment with the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings I had thus far to the season starting off at 7 and 5. They are currently 5 and 7. And I'm going to say that I was more off on the Vikings than most teams and it's because I had the Vikings as playoff a playoff contender or a team that would make the playoffs mainly because Every other year, they make the playoffs, and this year, they're due to make the playoffs, and I don't think that they are anymore, so I am going to say that I was more off looking at the rest of their schedule. Um, Pittsburgh, I'm not sh- I'm not sure yet. Well, actually, I am sure what the predictions are going to be, but I just don't want to spoil that quite yet. Sorry, guys. The Bears, I think that they could win uh, the... The LA Rams, I think that they lose. The Packers, I think they lose too. And then the Bears, I think that they could win again. So I think that they could either finish, you know, eight and nine or seven and ten. So that's not playoff caliber numbers. I think that they are not gonna make the playoffs. Looking at the next team, the Patriots. And the Patriots. I will definitely say that even though I I'm wait, let's pull up the Patriots stuff. I have the Patriots to this point being six and seven. They're nine and four. I'm gonna say that I was dead wrong about the Patriots because I did not see them being as big of a juggernaut as they have been. I'm sure a lot of predictors were wrong about the Patriots and did not see them being this fierce competitors that they are. I thought that Cam Newton would probably be getting replaced around this time by Mac Jones, to be honest. Um, But they definitely are looking like a good team right now. I, I definitely see them, like I said, as probably the number one team in the AFC at the moment. And I'm sure that they look forward to building on to their record. And, you know, we can maybe see a Bill Belichick versus Tom Brady Super Bowl. And for the narrative, I would love to see it. 
That would be amazing. The best coach in NFL history versus the best quarterback in NFL history. And I'm going to say the best, not just the greatest, because guess what? He takes money or less money consistently, and that's the reason they win. Tom Brady is the best, not just the GOAT. He is the best because he knows how to win better than any other quarterback. But looking at that, or going past that, we're going to go to the New Orleans Saints. The Saints I had starting off the season at three and nine. The Saints are currently five and seven. Uh, I'm going to say that I was actually dead wrong about the Saints because if Jameis Winston didn't get hurt, I'm saying that the Saints are serious playoff contenders or already considered in the playoffs. They were not playing bad at all. Ever since they lost Jameis Winston, which was week eight, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they went from five and two to five and seven. They have not won a single game since losing Jameis Winston. And because of that, I am going to say I was dead wrong about the Saints. The Saints fans, yes, the Falcons fan was wrong about you guys. You guys have definitely outperformed what I thought that you guys would be. And quite frankly, I think that you guys should potentially bring back Jameis Winston. To be honest, I think that he could be a pretty solid quarterback for you guys in the future. Especially looking at what weapons he had this season. He had no weapons for you guys. I mean, he had no Michael Thomas. Alvin Kamara's been banged up throughout the year. Taysom Hill's been banged up as a weapon slash wide receiver. So, I I, I think that Jameis could be a pretty good quarterback for you guys. I mean, unless he get Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or one of these top free agent quarterbacks. Definitely no one in the draft makes me think, oh, wow, yeah, go get them and replace them with Jameis Winston. So I think that you guys should resign him, personally. Looking, And that's not just because I'm a Falcons fan and I want to win. Yes, of course, the Falcons are my team, but I have to stay neutral. I think that he will definitely help the Saints win a lot of games if he's able to stay healthy in the following season. And they re-sign him, of course. The Giants, I had the se- starting this season 4-8. and eight. They are currently 4-8. and eight. Uh, Looking at their schedule, I had them winning week 1, winning week 5, winning week 7, and winning week 12. Thus far, um, I was wrong about week 1. I had them... Winning week five, week one and week five, those were wrong. I had them winning week seven. That one I got correct, and I had them winning week 12. I got that one correct. The only two that I got wrong were I did not see them beating the Raiders or the Saints. They did. So, honestly, I'm going to say that was pretty correct on the Giants thus far. If I continue to be correct about them, they will finish the season 6-11. and 11. And quite frankly, I don't know if Joe Judge is going to be fired. He might, if he's not, let him hire the damn GM. Do not bring in some outside GM that Joe Judge might not get along with. Let him choose his guy. 
That's the way it should work. If he doesn't, because otherwise, in a year from now, Joe Judge is going to be out, and you guys are going to be looking for a new head coach. Let him bring in his own GM. Looking at the next team, the New Orleans, or not the New Orleans, New York Jets. I had the Jets starting the season at 3-9, and and they are 3-9. and Now, I had them winning week 8, week 12, and week 13. They won week 4, week 8, and week 12. Uh, the week 12 game was against the Texans. That one, Texans, one of the were, were more bad teams in the NFL, of course. So just kind of throw up. And I thought that Zach Wilson would make a bigger difference on this team thus far. And I've said it already uh, last week, Jets fans and NFL fans, you have got to stop ripping on Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson has the chance to be a great quarterback. All he needs to do this offseason is have people, when he's working out with the football and everything, throwing the ball, rushing him, uh, blitzing him, like fake blitzes and workouts, so that way he gets used to that. Because he panics when he's under pressure. His accuracy goes down, his interceptions go up, his fumbles go up. It is better for him in this offseason. The biggest thing for him in the offseason is to get used to pressure. If he does that, he will be a very good quarterback for the New York Jets. But if they continue on that, uh, on my predictions, they will finish the season 4-13, and by the way. Uh, the Eagles, the Eagles I had starting the season at... Six and seven. They are currently six and seven. Uh, I had them winning. Let's see. Winning week three, week five, week seven, week eight, week 11, and week 13. In reality, they won week one, week five, week eight, week 10, week 11, week 13. So looking at that, I got, let's see. One, two, three, four of those correct. And if they finish the way that I think they could, I could see them finishing eight and ten. At the same time, they they haven't been playing bad the past couple weeks. Now, I have not watched their game film from this past week with Gardner Minshew playing. Um... Quite frankly, I, I, I've seen them potentially making that point where they could maybe make the playoffs. At the same time, I could see them only winning eight games. If they continue with how my predictions would say, they would only win eight games. Um, yeah, I, I'm not too sure about them. But honestly, they're a team that I actually have started to root for a little bit. I hope to see them do good. Honestly, they're, they're pretty... They've impressed me thus far, actually. But taking a look at the next team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers are currently 6-5-1, and, and I had them being 7-5. and five. 
Now, I will say that I am more dead on accurate about this one. Yes, our records don't match, but you can't predict a tie game. If they were at, if they didn't have their injuries and COVID results to Ben Roethlisberger, they win against the the Detroit Lions. I'm saying that right now. So I'm going to say that they are that that was a pretty much dead on prediction. Um, I had them winning week two, week three, week five, week six, week nine, week ten, and week thirteen. In reality, they won week one, week five, week six, week eight, week nine, and week 13, which means the games where I got it, it right were week five, week six, let's see, week nine, and week 13. So I am, I've, I have four of their, four of the games correct thus far for the season for them. Uh, now, if they... Continue on with how I think they'll finish the season. I, I'm actually just gonna kind of save it, but like based on my preseason predictions, I have them finishing seven and eleven, so a complete drop off. And while I don't want to believe it'll happen, I definitely could see it happening. I think Ben Roethlisberger should have retired, as many Steelers fans would even say. They probably think that he should have retired. Taking a look at the next team, which is the Seattle Seahawks. I need to find their page because for whatever reason, it's moved way far back. The Seattle... <coughs> Sorry. The Seattle Seahawks, I had starting the season 7-5. and five. They are 4-8. and eight. I definitely did not predict Russell Wilson missing games this season as he has never missed significant time in his career. Um, so while I'm going to say I was wrong, I'm not going to say I was dead wrong only because of that. Have they performed well? No, not at all. The past couple weeks, very poor. Um, honestly, I don't see them making the playoffs. I know just, I think... Today or even yesterday, it might have been. They today's Wednesday, so yesterday being Tuesday. The Seattle Seahawks Twitter said, "Oh, we still have a chance to make the playoffs." Yeah, but it's so unlikely. Like you're gonna have to beat the Texans. That that's not that hard. Then you have to beat the Rams hard. Bears not hard. Lions not hard. And the Cardinals kind of hard. Two of those games, I think you probably lose. Which means you guys finish six and eleven, and probably see the last season with Russell Wilson. Which is sad because when I think of CL, I think of Russell Wilson and Marshawn Lynch. Those are the two players, and I know certain people say, "Oh, you don't think of Richard Sherman or you know Earl Thomas or Cam Chancellor?" I do. I'd actually would say if I was picking in order, I would think of. Marshawn Lynch, Russell Wilson, and then Camp Chancellor, then Richard Sherman, uh, and then probably actually Michael Bennett before Earl Thomas, to be honest. But honestly, I, I quite frankly don't blame Russ, Russell Wilson for wanting out. I really don't. 
Now we move on to the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers, I can already tell you, I was pretty much dead wrong on. Granted, when I did these predictions, I thought that Jimmy Garoppolo would probably stay healthy for the entire season. I had them at 9-3 and three to start the year. We know that he did not stay healthy for a little bit during the season. They are 6-6. Six and six. They definitely will not reach the prediction that I had for them of 14, 14 and 3, um, or 13 and 4, sorry. But honestly, they they don't look bad the past couple weeks. I mean, from week 7 to week 13, they've lost three games. They're 4 and 3, and I would say that two of the wins were rather good wins against the LA Rams and Minnesota Vikings. Yes, they lost to the Colts, but I don't think anyone saw the Colts at that point, besides me, potentially, uh, being that great of a team. And the Cardinals kind of justified they lose to the Cardinals. Uh, do I think they'll make the playoffs... That's that's a big question, Mark, to be honest. Cincinnati, I'm not sure how to predict that game quite yet. Still watching film. The Falcons, again, could be a throw-up game. Falcons are coming to San Francisco, and that could just be me rooting for my team. But kind of a throw-up game. Depends on if Debo Samuel plays in any of these games. Tennessee, I think they'll probably win. Houston, I think they'll win. And the Rams, I'm not sure about. They could beat the Rams. They might not. So, I'm going to trend on the side of I was more wrong about the San Francisco 49ers this season. Thus far this season. The Buccaneers being the next team. The Buccaneers, I had going... 10 and 2 at the moment. They are 9 and 3. I was pretty damn close with these games. The games where I thought the Buccaneers would lose cuz it's just being easier to name their losses where I thought they'd lose. I thought that they would lose week 3 versus the Rams. They did. And I thought that they would lose week 12 against the Indianapolis Colts. And Quite frankly, they almost did lose to the Colts. In reality, they lost to the Rams week three. They lost to the Saints week eight. And then they lost to the Washington football team week 10. And I even said leading up to the Washington football game, you know, they they might lose that game because they struggled with Taylor Heineke last year in the uh, NFC wildcard game. And the Washington team overall... If Washington gets in the playoffs and Tampa has to face them again, again, I wouldn't be shocked if Tampa potentially loses that game. But thus far, if they finish the way I think that they will finish, they would win week 14. Or wait, they would lose week 14 against the Bills, win week 15 against the Saints, win 16. Week 16 against the Panthers, week 17 against the Jets, and week 18 versus the 
Panthers again. The reason why I'm going to say that the Buccaneers are potential Super Bowl favorites along with the Packers is because while they have a a good amount of injuries and players who are missing or underperforming, look at the the final half of their schedule. After the Bills this next week, they really don't have hard games. They face the Saints who are dealing with a plethora of injuries and just underwhelming performances. Two games against the Panthers. The Panthers are very underwhelming. And the Jets, they don't have to go extremely hard against these teams, and they should win pretty easily. It's almost like not a bye week, but just going up against college teams like to finish off the season. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful towards those teams, but even when you look at college football, like there are like when the season starts, usually the high-end D1 teams will face some low-end D2 team and kick the crap out of them to get their players' confidence. And that's kind of what it seems like the Buccaneers have going for them. They have to face the, the Panthers twice, the Jets once, the Saints. Yeah, the Bills will be a hard game. It will be. The other games, I'm not too sure about. So, honestly, I could see them winning out the final games. If I'm being real honest. Adding to that. Just adding to it. The fact that. The. Bills. Literally. Just. Just played on Monday. And they were. On kind of a short week. And they have to go to Tampa. That also helps Tampa. Makes it a slightly easier game. Last time for the Bills to. Get healthy. And be moving at 100%. I could see, I could easily see the Buccaneers winning out. So, and as of right now, I'm going to say that I probably do see the Buccaneers winning out this season, actually. Looking ahead to the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans, I had to this point in the season being 7-5. and five. They are 8-4. and four. I'm not really going to go over the games here. It, The Titans, the past couple weeks... Even with them being the Saints and the Rams, they haven't looked that good. And it's because of the injuries that they've had. I know that people want to say, oh, they looked good against the Rams. They really didn't. If you watch the film, break it down, it wasn't really that they were performing all that great. The Rams were kind of just shooting themselves in the foot here and there. Well, And while you might say, well, they capitalized on that. And yeah, that's great. But at the same time, good teams are not going to keep shooting themselves in the foot. Now, do I see them winning against the Jaguars? Yes, I do. Do I see them beating the Steelers as of right now? Yes. Do I see them beating the 49ers? Ah, I'm not sure. That might be a loss. Week 17 against the Dolphins, based on how the Dolphins have played the past couple weeks, I could see the Dolphins maybe winning that game. Week 18... Against the Texans in Houston. They already lost to Houston once. I'm not sure about that game yet. I could potentially see the Tennessee Titans winning only two of their last five games. And if they make the playoffs, being like a seventh seed or 
honestly potentially even missing the playoffs. I think the Colts are a good team. I think the Colts will challenge them for their playoff or for the number one seed in the AFC South. Looking ahead to the final team of the list, which is the Washington football team. The Washington football team I had starting off the season at, actually I'll tell what their normal, uh, their, sorry, blanking on the, the term right now for whatever reason. Their record would be for right now, which is six and six. I had them going eight and four to start the season, but they are six and six. Um, they are definitely performing well the past couple weeks winning against some pretty good teams. They beat the Buccaneers. They beat the Panthers, which the Panthers, again, underwhelming team the past couple weeks. Not not that impressive. They beat the CLC Hawks with Russell Wilson back. Now, Russell Wilson wasn't at, like, total health, but still beat a great quarterback, a pretty solid team when healthy. And they beat the Raiders, who... I can genuinely say, I'm not going to say that the Raiders are good, but they're not pushovers either. To finish the season, they face the Cowboys twice, the Eagles twice, and the Giants once. They're all divisional games. It scares me with Washington. I could see them maybe winning against the Cowboys this weekend, depending on how healthy the Cowboys are. I could see them potentially being the Eagles once. And I think that they could beat the Giants. I could see them finishing the season nine and eight, which would be would be only one game off from what I actually predicted them at for the beginning of the season, which I had them going ten and seven. Um, again, th- this will completely depend on Taylor Heineke and how well he's performing. As of right now, I'm gonna say that Taylor Heineke is performing at a pretty good level or level of play for a quarterback. I actually really like Taylor Heineke, if I'm going to be honest. Um, and I think that Washington should definitely consider holding on to him. Yes, his touchdown interception ratio isn't the best. 18 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. He has a 92.1 pass rating. But honestly, he... He's playing at a pretty good level. Like he, he's gone up against some good teams. He went up against the Raiders just this past week. He beat them. He's played teams like the Chargers, the Bills. Uh, he tore up the Falcons. Uh, he played the Saints when they were still good. He played the Chiefs, the Packers, the Buccaneers. Honestly, he's. The, the Washington football team has faced some pretty good teams. So, I, I'm going to say that they should. It, they might not want to keep him as the full-time starter for next year, but I would still keep Taylor Heineke around as a potential player to compete for the starting position if they look to replace him next year. With that being said, we are going to take a short break. When we return, we will be doing the Thursday night football game predictions between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Minnesota Vikings. When we return after this. Welcome back to our final segment of the Football News and Knowledge Podcast. I am your host, Joshua Bell. 
and we are going to be doing the game prediction for the Thursday night football game between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Minnesota Vikings, of course, week 14. And heading into this game, the Steelers injury report shows that they will be without cornerback Joe Hayden, linebacker Robert Spillan, center B.J. Finley, and defensive end Isaiah Bugs. Now, the Vikings will be without wide receiver Adam Thielen, left tackle Christian Derrissaw, and then they have three players who are questionable, one being Dalvin Cook, two being Blake Lynch, and three being Cameron Byron, Byron, Bynum. Kevin, or Cameron Bynum. I probably mispronounced that name, and I am sorry to Cameron about mispronouncing it. But, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this quick and say that I'm going to take the Vikings in this matchup. I know certain people will say, what? Why? They just lost the Vikings. You were wrong last week about them. And I know, and I'm going to explain why. I... I did not realize, I might even said it last week, but I didn't, like, really process it in my mind that they were going to be without Patrick Peterson, Anthony Barr, and Eric Kendricks last week. That's huge. Now, I still would have chose them to win, but that is a, those are three major pieces on their defense Add to that, they lost Adam Thielen during the game. And they were without Dalvin Cook. It it did not bode well for the Vikings last week. Um, now, I will say if Dalvin Cook's not playing, it will make it a harder game for the Vikings. I do think that he'll play. He's, he's been limited in practice on Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, matter of fact, I'm going to search up if he's... If there is any update on him already. Uh, but. The. Let's see. Yeah he's still just listed as questionable. Um, if I had to guess. He's probably going to be kind of like asked to play. Because of the fact that. Hey. If the Vikings lose this week. It's official. They're not going to make the playoffs. It's just not most likely going to happen. They're going to need him for every game for the rest of the season if they want to have a chance to make the playoffs. And Christian Derrissaw being out definitely plays a role in this too because that means it's easier for TJ Watt to get to Kirk Cousins, small-handed Kirk Cousins. And the reason why I bring up his small hands is because small-handed quarterbacks struggle to hold on to the ball more which means they end up fumbling more. Uh, Christian Derrissaw being out could play a huge role in this game. Add to that, Dalvin Cook being out could play a big role. I think Derrissaw will be the bigger role, or actually have a bigger role in this game being with him being out. But I think if Dalvin Cook plays, it'll kind of cancel it out. And I'm, I'm taking... The Minnesota Vikings in a close game, twenty-three to twenty. Uh 
the fact that the Steelers kind of have some a key secondary player in Joe Hayen out, Robert Spillane is out, that doesn't bode well for going up against Justin Jefferson, even though Adam Thielen is out. I'm going to take the Vikings in a close one. Like I said, 23-20. Am I confident about it? I'd say I'm 75% sure. But with all that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. I hope you guys enjoy Thursday night football tomorrow. Uh, if you bet with the Vikings, I hope you guys win, of course, because that means I would win as well. And until Friday, we'll see you next time.